Hello, hello, back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders with a little bit of a twist. Here we're breaking down different ways to recap and review the season six that just came out on Netflix a little bit ago. And, you know, in honor of Father's Day month and everything familial involving Peaky Blinders, I thought it'd be a fun idea to talk to my brother, Michael, um, my, my younger brother, who is very much uh, the tallest in the family, like Arthur is, about season six, and just trying to get a little bit more of your, uh, your average uh, Birmingham citizen's opinion of this show, especially over in America. And, and Michael, I, I want to ask you right off the bat, because the reaction from British people after season six was a little bit subdued because there wasn't enough violence. But I've talked to a lot of people that have watched it over here in America, and it has gotten like rave reviews. Were you were you a fan of of the season six, or, or do you think it was lacking? I was happy with it. I mean, I thought there was two or three episodes that were uh, decently boring. I should say, um, a lot of parts of it, especially about uh, Tommy Shelby's daughter and family, it was kind of sad, and it wasn't as much violence, as much him pulling the cards as we like to watch. Like everyone loves Tommy Shelby. He's like the number one character in the history of TV. Me and my a lot of me and my friends' opinions. So you want to watch him pull cards. You want to watch him orchestrate crazy deals, um, take over different gangs and whatnot and civilizations at this point now in time. OBE Tommy Shelby. But there was a few episodes that were kind of boring. But at the end, there was it all. I thought the last episode really had it all in there. It had it had like the craziness of Arthur. In that one great scene, it had Tommy in a great scene. It really, it really had a lot of it. I mean, I kind of figured that he wasn't going to die um, in the last episode. I don't know if spoilers are, are allowed. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, we're wide open. Spoilers, but, we're going to talk about it. But um, I was happy with how it happened. Uh, I was surprised. I didn't realize that it was going to be his doctor was going to be the reason that it all happened. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. But it came in the last second, and I thought it did a good job of, in my opinion, um, kind of keeping him alive and keeping him with that energy and that thrill and that wanting to live and wanting to be bigger and stronger and better. And so, you know, everybody listening, you know, obviously you heard Josh and I do our, our, our rewatch first opinions. What did we miss? Biggest takeaways, all of that already. Um, but I'll give you a little bit of a background behind like Michael. Michael's not like myself. You know, he doesn't watch all these TV shows. He's doesn't, he doesn't have enough shows on his list this year to have a top 10 already. None of that stuff. But there are certain shows that Michael will text me and he'll get mad that the show is so good because Michael is a socialite, very much, um, very much like a few of the characters in this show. But at the same time, very much opposite of, of our Shelby family, because if it was up to them, I don't think they want to be around other people, but you and I like to be around other people. Michael will have to leave his, his get togethers because he wants to watch more of certain shows and, and Peaky Blinders for his, it's always tough from your first line is that it's boring because you're going to lose a lot of fans right off the bat, Michael. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll defend you here. You love, you love the season because you were texting me nonstop about it. I, I thought it was the, the best season since two. And, and I thought there were some things that, you know, you in, in, in the, uh, in the financial side of things and your interests that have been kind of aligned 
with with your peers it was it was probably a unique watch here because Tommy was was going after his legacy in this season and it was so much about like the money side he kept like referring to that five million as the only reason he kept chugging along was there anything that like you and your buddies just you know your typical like late 20 year old you know American capitalists that like you guys all would talk about about this show specifically no, I mean, it's obviously, it's, it's amazing how he grew from nothing to where he is today uh, or where he is in the show, I should say, and uh, and taking over different corporations, creating a legal, going from illegitimate to legitimate corporation, and now trying to take his corporation and make a big lump sum in America. And that lump sum would create his family legacy and kind of generational wealth, we, we like to say, with that lump sum. And that's like what he was striving to do. And that was his goal. But now, He's not going to die. I think he has a much bigger goal than that. And that goal is to change the history or like the, yeah, change the history of civilization, you know, to stop what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it's just an elite show, you know, on the rewatch, you could just kind of tell, like, I, I wanted you to just, anyone that just watched season six through, give it a, give it a second go. Even if it's only been a few weeks, trust me, even just for the first episode, it's like so different to kind of look at it in that, in the, in a certain light, when you kind of see like Ada's black kid, in like the Christmas get together and like all of that, where you kind of putting together two and a half years between, did you do any, like any sort of rewatching or just the little like uh, recap before the season? I, I watched like a, a 20 minute recap. It was a good recap. Um, I didn't do actually episode rewatching. I probably should have. I'm probably just going to rewatch the entire show. I now, think, I, I think in the next year or so, a lot of people can like introduce yeah. significant others or friends and been like, you know yeah, what, and you watch just check out episode one, season one, and then you're, you're hooked. You're, I get so many texts and I'm just, I'm hooked. Yeah. Yeah. You watch it and you like, I can watch it with friends. I can watch any episode with a friend just because every episode you like get into it. And you're like, wow, that was a great episode. Like that was a great episode. I mean, I just watched an episode with a friend with Sabini, you know, it was a long time ago. I no. watched an episode with a friend with uh, Billy Kimber. You know, it's just like you just stumble in and they're watching it and you just sit down and you get right back into it. And you're like, damn, it's just a great show. And you, but you know what's going to happen in the future, but you still want to watch it and get into it. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because Peaky's almost been a show that you don't necessarily, it's almost like uh, spoiler proof because, like, you could say one or two big things. Like, you could say, hey, at the end of season four, Arthur's going to survive, but it's not going to affect what that no, even does to you. You know what I mean? It's like, until in the moment when you see him get stabbed and you're like, oh wait, they, they, they mentioned that at one point that he doesn't die. That doesn't, it doesn't like change the, out, the outlook of the show because at the end of the day, whether Tommy dies or not, it's still like a, it's still a look at what historical fiction does because obviously we get some big characters thrown into this season with, with Diana Mitford and then the, uh, the Uncle Jack fella. And so I want to talk a little bit about the Uncle Jack fella because you 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 texted me in the middle of the season, kind of asking me, and then I think you gave me a call asking me who Uncle Jack was. So what was the uh, what was like the reveal from your friends and like the people that you would tell that watch it that like oh my god it's Joe Kennedy like holy cow it's, yeah. it's supposed to kind of portray Jack JFK's dad. I don't think anyone really knows that. I feel like I thought, none of my friends knew who it was. Everyone just thought it was a gangster, right. you know, like portraying like the combination of all the big Boston gangsters and whatnot. Um, but no one knew it kind of had like a one-to-one -one analogy for the Kennedy. And, but it makes a lot of sense. And like me being Jewish, it's cool seeing all the historical aspects of the East Boston Jews and their power back in the day. 
And uh, I, the Solomon, the, the Solomon's, it still gives goosebumps when you watch it. And you're like, oh, Alfie's I mean, totally coming back. I mean, Alfie's being in the last episode was great. You know, him just walking into that bar, you know, it was just phenomenal. Him just being being there, Tommy going to see him, and it, Alfie's just great. No, you can't have a cigarette around him. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't wanted the tobacco in his presence. It's really good. He's like, she's like, he's like, except for my new wife. Um, I had a couple questions though there because I was like, where was Alfie hanging out? You know, like obviously Johnny Dogs was like hid, hiding because he had just switched the bombs between the cars. And that was something that in my first watch, I was like, did did Johnny Dogs switch the bombs or did he switch the cars? The cars, yeah. But when I looked again, it was too tight of a space for him to have like, he would have had to broken into the their car, started it, moved it out of the way, gotten his car up. It was it wasn't like there wasn't no, a wide moved. area. It had to have been moving the bags from one car to the other. And I guess it was just such a such a you know uh, an old fashioned time where the cars weren't distinguishable. You know, like I, I watched it really tightly too when I was rewatching it. And when they opened the car door to get in, the, the all the hoodlums, the Boston guys, you can't really. There's no like part of the car that looks like it's any different. So they definitely could have just gotten yeah. into gotten into Johnny's car or Tommy, whatever, a prop car. And that's when, when Johnny put the little symbol on the window that it was, it looked like either a noose or a key. Yeah, it looked like it was it like, like open, a noose. It was like good to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was the sign that, that maybe uh, just to show John, Tommy, hey, Michael is trying to kill you. So that's where like the Reddit theories say that it's a noose because you were going to get hanged. So he wiped it away. But also the episode's title was Lock and Key. So they're thinking, oh, it could have been a key to just basically show Tommy, all right, like your that, plan is a go. You're good to go. Yeah. But where was where yeah. was Alfie? I, it was that, that that was one thing that was always, that was kind of hanging with me for a little bit. Like, was he just hanging down he, the street I, again? I, I think he was just in the back of the bar. He must have just been in the back of the bar. I don't know. He walked from the back. He just knew it was all going to happen. Maybe he saw Johnny Dogs. He was waiting for it all to take place. Well, Tommy definitely orchestrated it. And it, it's so great to you kind of like uh, think about it like a chess game. And yeah. it's like how he's like the the chess master through it all. Was there anything that like you were able to predict or you and your friend watching able to predict as the season went on? Because I remember last year, I mean, our big our big prediction was that Gina and Oswald were stooping and that was a huge, huge get for Josh and I. Yeah, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, I thought Gina was honestly fucking her uncle, Jack. Um, I, That's what a lot of people there. thought, yeah. Um, it seemed like they are, they still might be. It's definitely possible. In, in the movie or whatnot. But um, I I did I, I definitely thought Michael was gonna I like Michael a lot uh, I want I thought he was gonna like come back around and make a plan with Shelby ah. and then he, they were gonna blow up they were gonna blow up the other people together and they were gonna stay alive and they were gonna so it was kind of disappointing seeing him get shot and hit and yeah. but it was. Eh. I will say I've been rooting for Michael. I've been rooting for Michael the last like two years and it just hasn't, it just never came, it never came back around, which was too bad. Yeah, that was, that was definitely something disappointing. And then, uh, and then obviously you knew Tommy wasn't going to die when they bring back the thing where, where Michael says he's not oh, going to so die. Did you not bullet. think, did you not think that the explosion was going to kill them? Like I totally was floored. I thought I, oh, I thought they just killed Tommy Shelby for sure. I didn't think it was going to be the explosion. I like how no, but like when when the it. explosion happened, were you not? Were I you didn't not... think I, I didn't think it was him. I thought it was the other car, but I thought Michael orchestrated it with Tommy. Oh wow, yeah, that was my thought process, but I was wrong as well. But I was semi wrong, semi right. But um, when they kept showing the, I like the flashbacks of Polly of Polly Gray. That was, there were some good flashbacks of Polly. Yeah, Helen. It helps you. Yeah. yeah, great flashbacks given everything what happened to her. 
but especially the part where she says that Tommy won't die from the bullet. They kept saying that over and over. So you kept thinking that he was going to die from the, from the bomb. Yeah. Or die from his, his brain cancer. Well, I guess that's a good point. You know, that's not something that we really uh, thought about. Or I don't think I've seen it really around that when he puts the gun to his head at the end of last season, and then he kind of considers doing it at the very, very end before his daughter comes to him in the vision to say that, you know, you're not actually sick. You have a feeling that he's probably just going to shoot himself in the head. But if you think about it from the from the, the prophecy side of things, Polly said yeah. that he, wasn't, he was and never going to die from the bullet. So that's a good catch. So him never dying from the bullet. I mean, they, they left it open for your interpretation, which was cool. Yeah, there, there but, were a lot of things that could be interpreted. I think a lot of people still kind of say, like, I don't know if Alfie ever really existed. You know, like they, a lot of people think that he, he, was, he was shot. A figment, a figment of imagination in Tommy's. Somewhat, thing. somewhat. But there's some weird, you know, obviously you've got his boys that are in the beginning when they're like, don't don't smoke the cigarette when he walks in. And there's like, yeah. I don't know how he would be. But there, there's ways around. Like, I, I, I can still see it. Like, I'm not going to argue nonsensically with somebody who says that Tommy's hallucinating Alfie. Well, they have him hallucinating a lot. And that was the whole thing with the doctor saying he's been hallucinating. So it convinces him that he's actually having that issue with his brain. Um, obviously, he's been hallucinating for a long time. Um, you know, for years, for years and years, probably 15 years, 20 years of their lifetime of yeah. the show. One of the first scenes we see in season one, episode one, is him having like a big opium hallucination. Yeah. So I, I get it. And you know what? There was one other addition character, and I wonder if this kind of like connected with people that aren't really TV people, but the Hayden Stagg character, the one who was stealing a little bit of opium and then the whole gang had to go visit him and Arthur was supposed to kill him, but Ada told him not to. And then Hayden Stagg's character, <coughs> who has been in a lot, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He played um, Al Capone in that. And then he was also in that other show. I think I made you watch this show. It was a uh, Tom Hardy and it was uh, it was called Taboo, and it was like him in like oh, that show is, 1800s. I it was terrible. terrible. Yeah, no, it terrible, was it was terrible. widely known as one of the worst shows ever. But Stephen Graham's character was in it, and it's a Stephen Knight show, which is the guy who, who you know the mind behind Peaky. Um, but what do you think of that character? Because he kind of kind of was the reason why why Arthur got clean. Yeah, I thought it was good, but like, like then again, I thought that entire aspect of the show. I mean, I guess it's good. It's all about like being safe and being clean and drug abuse and that, that entire community. But to me, watching Peaky Blinders, I thought that entire part and the entire Lizzie Stark part and the entire daughter part was a little slow for me in the yeah. last season. I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. It was, there's no doubt about that. Like there are certain aspects and like, obviously I think it was episode four where everything just hit the fan. And that's when we find out at the end that Tommy's, you know, going to be sick. And that's when we find out yeah. that Gina and Oswald are together. And that's when we yeah. find out in the beginning that Ada's having the meeting with um, Uncle Jack and Oswald and Diana and, and, and Gina. And it's just, that's like when everything starts to move. And after that, there was a little bit with Esme that I wasn't the biggest fan of in the rewatch. Like I could kind of watch, there were, there were like scenes that I could use my phone. And that's something that I, I don't want to say that I could do for every episode, but there were some episodes where I'm like, okay, I know what happens with Esme here, or I know what happens here in the scene with Lizzie. And despite great acting, it just wasn't necessarily like the best parts of the season overall though, especially in the finale, like for an hour, yeah, how about this? For, I'm going to ask you this. I'll end it on this, Michael, for an hour and 20 minutes, in kids that are in the, the millennial and Gen Z side of things, I think I think it holds the attention really well in this finale. Like it's the length yeah, the of a movie. Is, and movies don't get watched job. much. 
Yeah, the phone does a good job of making sure because that's that's a big like test. How often you look at your phone, like because right. obviously you're gonna you get notifications, you know, all your apps notifying you, texts, whatnot. But like, if you're still in tune with the show, then it's a good show that it has you at the tip of your you know at the tip of your toes and it has you going. So some episodes weren't like that, but the finale definitely had me had me good for ninety five percent of it. Yeah, and that's huge, and that's uh, yeah. that's fun. Is there anything? Is there anything else you can think of with Peaky that you want to get off here while you have a little little time platform? No, no. I mean, it was a great show. All in all, I started watching it when it came out when I was back in college. Very different. I mean, I, we, me and my friends could get bored out of our room in our fraternity house just because you ha- you can't have people talking when you're watching that show, or else it ruins the show. Are you a subtitles but... for Peaky guy? I am. Yeah, I no, am. I'm Even... as well. It's not. It's not an apologetic. I think it's I think it's it's almost impossible to not watch it with subtitles if you're from America. I don't think <laughs> I know tough. one person that doesn't watch their subtitles because like what are you gonna do? Miss half the words talking? Yeah. You you have no idea half the time what they say. I do not like subtitles when the TV is so big because then you I don't even watch the TV, I just watch subtitles. Yeah, the, they, they do they do slap flash at you a little bit. You know? Um, but but overall it's a great show gonna be upset that uh that there's not gonna be another season. Yeah, what you? I mean, yeah. there are some there are some British people that that email me, kind of complaining and, and asking too, like, what do we think about? Like, you lived in New York for a little bit of time. What did you think about like Uncle Jack, who is Australian, James Freshville, and then Gina, who is um, British but raised in Miami, Anya Taylor Joy? What did you think of their of their accents of America? I think they were fine. I mean, I think obviously Uncle Jack's guys had a much better boston accents his accent wasn't like a good boston accent you know you can't really hear it and it's how he's talking he just really tries to do an overall american accent but his like all his henchmen i should say when they're with michael and they're with uncle jack they're they're much better you know i i did really like it i'm gonna I'm, i'm trying to look up quickly to see if uh if those guys are in fact American or British, but it's uh, but I, my guess my guess would be British to be honest. So that's a well done. Actually, uh, Irish is uh, is O'Donnell, but that's easy, right? To be one to one Irish. And yeah, because Boston Irish accent. is Boston. Yeah, because most Bostonians are Irish, so it's like it goes perfect hand in hand. But uh, I mean, talking about that in the beginning, the best part of the show is watching Tommy orchestrate great things. So that was a great part in this season, the whole act that he did with Michael and talking about how the how a man with the heart. Um, on the tattoo heart. Yeah, with Maria, with, uh, with Anna Maria, right? Yeah, Maria. Some, yeah, on the on the tattoo was going to be shot, and right when Michael says it, Gina says that it already happened, and then yeah. it's just it, it's cool when you watch that a TV show. It's definitely well written, and and it gives you it's a great show. It's awesome. Well, I hope you had a good time kind of chatting here a little bit. I know yeah. I, you have no experience with anything like this. I think you did a great job. Yeah, it's a, a good time. I appreciate right, well, it and happy Father's Day. Exactly. A little bit belated, but uh, happy Father's Day to our, our dad, Henry, who is uh, one of the biggest fans of this podcast as well. Uh, we'll keep uh, the off-season content churning. As always, you can check out all of the bonus episodes that Josh and I do over on patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. We're breaking down Finn Cole's American show right now, his big TNT drama called Animal Kingdom, which is basically the, the modern-day version of Peaky. So I'm enjoying talking about that over there on Patreon. As always, he's Michael, I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.